Welcome into episode number two of The Art of Wealth Unbroken. I am John Jaggi. I'm joined by Michael Wallen and Stacey Andrews of Optivize. Gentlemen, great to be with you. Thank you, Jag. Good to be here. Great to be here with you, Jag and Stacey. So we're talking today about seizing the moment when opportunities present itself. We're recording this episode here on February 16th. We've seen a lot of volatility in the market lately. And we're going to cover the top five rules of just that. To repeat, seizing the moment when opportunities present themselves. And our first rule is offense versus defense. Sadly, football season is over. But talk a little bit about offense versus defense, guys. Well, one of the things, Jag, that I like to look at is not really defining your investment strategy or your planning strategy as one or the other. It's not playing all offense and it's not playing all defense. It's actually playing the side of the ball when it's the perfect timing. And uh, for a lot of people, that's where they find that they make mistakes. And I think Warren Buffett probably says it uh, the best when he says that when everybody is selling, you should be looking to buy. And when everybody is buying, you should be looking to sell. Uh, because there's both sides of the equation that must be considered. One of the questions that I would share with our listeners today is, how many of you made your largest investments over the last month? Hmm. Now, emotionally, I know that, as you talked about, Jag, there's a lot of volatility. There's things that's happening in the market. But what the knee-jerk reaction that I see uh, with a lot of my clients, as Stacy can share with what he sees with his clients, is, when the market starts contracting, they get very scared. They get tight-fisted and want to hold on. Mm. But that's really the opposite emotion we should have because we know that we should be buying when the market is low and we should be selling when the market is high. But a lot of emotional dynamic comes into play and we do the opposite of what we naturally should be doing to be in the best investment strategy possible. Stacy, I'd imagine you're having similar conversations with your clients right now, right? Absolutely. And really, kind of going back even to what I introduced last episode, episode one, uh, what got me into this business? The students that we had, they didn't know what to do. They didn't know when to play offense, when to play defense. And they were now trying to play a very, very risky defense um, because they didn't have somebody that was giving them good advice and they didn't know how to take advantage of the opportunities when they were revealing themselves. In football terms, they were playing offense or defense in a blowout because the score was already lopsided one way as opposed to starting uh, strong early. Mike, our second rule is having a rules-based plan of action. Explain what that means. Well, it's, it's exactly what Stacy was alluding to right there. Individuals go into action without actually having a plan. And I believe the plans need to be rules-based. When we're looking at seizing opportunities, then you need to have a plan that when the markets contract, what is going to be your rules-based action? For a lot of people, when the mid part of January came in and we started seeing this volatility, instead of getting reactive and getting concerned or, or getting tight-fisted around their approach, they should have had an action plan to immediately be implementing to take advantage of that low side in the market, uh, either investing additional dollars or looking at anticipation of what is the best opportunity for me to invest my dollars or possibly move my dollars around into other strategies so that I was able to seize uh, maybe a downside in the market or a sector in the market 
that may have been a better value at the time. But being ready, actually having a written rules-based plan of action ready to be implemented when the opportunity presents itself. And then the other side of that, though, too, Mike, is also when we look at, because we have some strategies that are obviously very defensive that are going to take a risk-off position if that is what the market is dictating. So yes, obviously we want our clients to see their portfolios grow, but we also want to protect it in the case of a downturn. And I literally just got off a call earlier today from a client who was just questioning what is our defensive strategy in a volatile market to help protect accounts from downside risk, but also still take advantage of the low points where we're at now to help grow if the markets all at once turn around and start being bullish again. Well, when we look at that emotional dynamic there, you know, and the reason why we build those defensive positions in there is because clients many times will be doing the opposite. And the average loss of returns is between 100 and 300 basis points because they get reactive and they want to go to cash and then they sit in cash when they should be back in the market. And that typically costs a client or an investor anywhere between 100 and 300 basis points a year. And you compound that over a 15, 20, or 30-year time period, that is substantial losses to their portfolio. You really can't time the market. And if you're trying to time the market, you got to be right twice, when to get in and when to get out. And unless you've got a crystal ball, that is really hard to do. Uh, Related to that, Mike, the third rule is when a contraction in the market happens, what should you do? What should you consider to seize that moment? Well, Stacy and I were talking about this uh, just the other day as we were working with a client. One of the areas that if you truly have a rules-based plan of action that is already put together, you've discussed it with all of your financial professionals, one thing you'd be looking at is a Roth conversion. Mm -hmm. And the reason that you would look at a Roth conversion is we know that as dollars come out of qualified plans and we're moving into a Roth, we have to pay taxes on those dollars. So you want to pay the least amount of tax in transferring the assets over. So you still own the same number of shares, but when the price of those shares are diminished, the best time to move those to a Roth is at that moment because you've moved those over, you pay taxes on a lesser value, you move those equity positions over into the Roth, and when the market recovers, then all of those gains in that pricing are now tax-free as long as you maintain it in there for at least the five-year time period, as well as any future growth on there. So you're basically taking your qualified account, putting it on the clearance rack, buying it there, and moving it over to your closet uh, so you can get the most benefit. I like that analogy. Stacey? And one of the things that probably a lot of clients don't realize, Mike, right now is that, and we've talked about this numerous times, is that taxes are on sale. If you look at where we are in the history of our tax rates, uh, we are at the lowest tax rate almost ever, at least since like the 30s. So to take advantage of the market drop, take advantage of the taxes being on sale, paying as little taxes as possible, and moving those monies to a position like you were just alluding to, where they can grow, continue to grow tax-free, and take distributions out 
tax-free can be very, very powerful when it comes down to planning. Stacy, would you say that one of the biggest reasons that clients, from your discussions with them, the reason that they do not take advantage of the Roth conversion is they simply don't know where their tax liability actually falls in the tax code? Well, kind of going back to what we discussed in the last episode, yes, misunderstanding how that tax code operates. You talked about your client that had the belief that when they jumped tax brackets, that all of that money moved up into that tax bracket. And yeah, it just comes down to lack of knowledge. And so one of our jobs as advisors is I want my clients to know exactly what the product is that we're using. I want them to know how it functions, how it operates. I want to educate them so that they can be on the same playing field as I am as we're going through and trying to decide what is the best action plan for what we're trying to do for their situation. When I look at my clients, one of the things I want them to understand is that the tax code is their biggest concern when it comes to their investing. Because the tax code can change and the way that, you know, we have been spending dollars that we have to believe that the future taxation is probably going to be greater than where we are today. And if it is, it doesn't matter how much you gain. It only matters how much you get to keep. Hmm. And so if you're looking at this, not knowing your tax bracket, not knowing your tax situation, and you do not have some dollars set aside so that you can execute a strategy of moving from a fully taxable situation, a fully taxable account, to a tax-deferred, to ultimately a tax-free account, you are missing out on opportunities. When we do Roth conversions or we plan to do Roth conversions, part of that strategy is I will talk to clients about setting aside dollars in a non-qualified account so that we can pay the taxes with external funds, giving us the greatest opportunity when those equity positions go back up in price, we get the largest amount of value and growth on a tax-free platform going forward. But you have to proactively put this strategy in place because if you wait for the moment to happen, it will pass you by so quickly. By the time you implement it, you will be on the back end and it will cost you too much uh, to actually execute it effectively. Taxes and timing are so important, which leads to our fourth rule and the spirit of the Olympics as they're wrapping up as we record this. And of course, the great Wayne Gretzky, who once said, skate where the puck is going to be. That is so important as our fourth rule, right? It is. Yeah, absolutely. So many investors believe that one of the things you have to do is remain invested in that same strategy that you're in when the market experienced uh, negative, negative price action. So to me, and to anybody that has any sort of thinking ability, that just makes no sense. <laughs> um, one of the things that we recommend at the time, one should reevaluate their investment strategy. That should be an ongoing part of even your reviews. But then if that makes sense to stay where you are, you want to stay there. But if it makes sense to make adjustments, if there's other opportunities, which Mike just alluded to, are there bigger opportunities in the market where when the market does recover, your account is going to have a quicker recovery? Maybe that is the right move at that point in time. 
You know, even like as Stacy, you know, as he builds a lot of our portfolios and we sit and we, we look at clients, just because you happen to own certain positions and clients will sit here and go, well, I kind of, you know, we went down on this. Now, when that account gets back to X value, then maybe we'll look at making a change. Well, the reality, you may be in a sector of the market that is not favorable right now. Mm-hmm. If we went back, Jag, three years ago, we would have been looking at the energy sector, and that wouldn't have been the best place to invest. But today, looking at the energy sector, because it is historically an inflation protector, you know, it's a place that you want to invest when we see inflation going up, that may be a part of a strategy that you would want to be in. We're seeing energy costs going up. We are seeing, you know, a supply and demand issue that is giving favorable pricing in the energy sector. So three years ago, that may not have been a strong position that we had because look at what the cost of a barrel of oil was three years ago compared to where we are today with the supply chain issue. So we want to skate to where the puck is going to be reevaluate, make changes as necessary, but don't lock in that you have this beloved position that has to get you back to its all-time high point before you're willing to dump it and move forward. So what it boils down to is it's removing emotion from the equation. That's why our students, when I was teaching how to trade stocks, That's why our students were in the position that many of them were. They could not remove emotion from the equation. And so it's the same thing here. We don't become tied to a strategy. We don't become tied to a particular holding. We look to see what the market is presenting and we move that direction. And that leads to our fifth rule, which is working with an experienced professional, preferably one that offers a team of seasoned professionals to build an investment, retirement income, healthcare tax, and estate plan. Because when you work with a professional, they can remove the emotion from it. They don't have the same emotional ties to your money and your preferences that you do. You are getting a neutral arbiter that can help you make the best decisions based on facts and data and not emotion. Right, Mike? I think at that point, Jag, it's the old adage, which always holds true, that too many cooks in the kitchen can ruin the stew. Hmm. It is important that you see yourself not one-dimensional. You are multidimensional as an investor, and so you need a multidimensional approach. With all of the individuals on the same page, looking at the same written plan, kind of go back to the analogy that you mentioned earlier, Jag, is you know, the football analogy, the offense and the defense. If you are on a team, you've got one playbook and you want to execute out of one playbook. You do not want to be trying to run a successful offense or defense with five different coaches you telling you what you need to be doing. Really good advice from both of you today, gentlemen. If you feel that one or more of the strategies discussed today are missing in your financial plan, you can contact Stacy and Michael and the team at Optivize by calling 888-302-5559. We'll put that phone number in the show notes again. It is 888-302-5559. They'll listen to your concerns, give you trusted advice to better your investment and retirement experience. Stacy, Michael, always a pleasure. We'll talk again soon. Thanks, Jake. Thank you, Jake. Investment advisory services are offered through Optivize Advisory Services, LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor. Optivize, Panthrax Asset Management, and Mountain Brook Wealth Management are affiliated entities. 
Optivize, Panthrax, and Mountain Brook Wealth only transact business in states where they are properly licensed or excluded or exempted from registration requirements. 